Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the Jan 30th episode. Thanks for taking the time. The three pieces I have for you today, the first one, well, it's called One Rep at a Time. The real story of how you can conquer your impossible, your insurmountable task. This is part of my training is my sandbox for life uh, series. Most things that I seem to learn, I've already learned at the gym and I simply need to learn to apply them more often. Thought. Let me use that lens and write about them more frequently. The second one, what do you do after you climb your Everest? Do you hang out there? Or do you come back down? Or do you hang out there and then do something else? And my third thing, a thought on celebrating and acknowledging our uniqueness brought about by just the fascinating signs behind snowflakes. All right, let's get to this. One rep at a time. You have to start somewhere. For me, while I have many days of starting somewhere, my first ever one mile run is unforgettable because I did about a third of it and slunk away. It's my favorite story, I think, about myself. Well, I have quite a few. Yeah, my heart wanted it. My head wanted it. My legs did not want anything to do with it. But Snap your fingers. There I was running 21 kilometers at the San Jose half a few months later. Freaking ridiculous. But because I can hold both those feelings side by side and they don't make sense at all. On my left, this memory of me running down that trail and just being unable to continue at 500 meters. Then on my right, running 21K, running it barefoot, and feeling pretty comfortable doing it. Still find it hard to wrap my head around it. So soon enough, off I went to CrossFit with dreams of six-pack abs and throwing that barbell around and jumping on boxes the size of my height or more. And, well, this time when I snapped my fingers, all I found was me ass-whooped after the warm-up. I thought Angel, or Angel, my coach at San Francisco CrossFit, who ran my intro session, was the funniest guy when he came about and asked, are you guys warmed up? As I was valiantly trying to smile and not sway or throw up. 
took me a good 30 seconds to realize that was the warm up and he was truly coming in and checking if we were warmed up cuz this is san francisco and it's not that warm apparently running 21 kilometers does not inject superhumanness into anything i decided to do harsh lesson it was well every time until then when faced with the reality of a situation similar to this failing at 500 meters wanting to throw up after a warm up i had walked away i had cited some nonsense about how this was not right for me how the stars were not aligned blah blah fucking blah and this was not just in fitness right school college studying something hard a textbook that was difficult or boring eh, anything i would just get bored and give up but i nailed one thing this time around and i could feel it my 28 day yoga my 21k run then my transformative year and a half close to 2 years at san francisco crossfit cuz it changed my lens to one rep at a time one step at a time runners will be mighty familiar with this cuz every run starts off the same way why the fuck am i running it's always too hot or too cold or too muggy or just too something to be running but 10 minutes in everything seems fine now when you suck at it the distances that people nonchalantly throw about you know i ran a easy 10k today i think i'm going to run 25 today i think i'm going to train for a 50 a 100 blah what even 3 miles or 5k as a cool down as they throw about what the fudge is wrong with you people that's what you think right a 3 mile run requires a lot of planning motivation bagels good weather or at least that's how it was for me but i nailed this one rep at a time while running i stopped paying attention to what the run distance for the day was cuz it made no sense to me truly from the day of the 3 mile run which i was frankly astounded by i stopped asking what the weekly run was the weekly run just kept going up okay so that, that that's all it's brutally simple and efficient i just nailed this one thing while i'm running with my group i would just look at a tree a few meters in front of me and just say you know what run to that tree and if you don't feel like it after you can totally stop but once i hit that tree well you know the next tree no tree in sight well that stain on the road those people over there the dog peeing that fire hydrant the turn on the road didn't matter you just pick a landmark and you run till there and then you just keep telling yourself that and the runs over at crossfit i had to revamp the strategy it truly became one rep at a time because almost every workout needs high volume right a lot of crossfit is 
HIIT and constantly variable, blah, blah, blahs. So 30 wall balls, uh, which is essentially a, a thruster where you throw your heavy ball it's anywhere from 5 to 10 kilos. You have to throw it up a wall above a certain line. It drops back down. You catch it and you go back into a squat and then, you know, a thruster again. 30 wall balls, 30 push-ups, 30 pull-ups, 400-meter run, and I don't know, 30 swings or 10 deadlifts or something like this. This is five sets or 25 minutes. This is the norm, okay? Most workouts were this. Again, I didn't finish most workouts. My goal was to go as far as I could and then stop or make it till the 25-minute mark. One rep at a time, and that's it took me ages to finish my workouts. And when I moved to strength work or just, you know, simpler, smarter programming, and this is, I wish this was my line, but this is from Pavel. Most of the stuff I I have are stolen from Powell or Dan John, in case you didn't know. Look at a set of 10 reps, not as 10, but 10 sets of one. Not one set of 10 reps, but 10 sets of one rep at a time. This transformed how I approached it. Of course, I still tend to get carried away. You, know, you aim too high, you get burned by the sun, and then you fall down. But get back and chant it one rep at a time. Set of 10 swings. Nah. If you think of it as 10 swings, you maybe do five swings well, and then three are zoned out, and two are just plain crappy. And then when we take it to 25, whew, worse. But instead, one, one. One and you do 10 that way, you have closer to 10 good reps. Much, much later, I discovered that this is a lesson to be in the present, to not get caught up by your failures in the past, get demotivated, get scared or given a fear, and to not get caught up in the future of daydreaming, of competing at the CrossFit Games, or finishing an Ironman, or more mundane things like how the heck are you going to get through the rest of this workout when you're two minutes in, you're already feeling pukish and at the fifth minute, you're not sure what's going to come out of which hole and where you're going to pass out. But seriously, one rep at a time. Run to the next tree. And then you have the next one and the next one and the next one. And the next set and the next training session. So training is and has been my sandbox for life. Every time I'm faced with a difficult situation, something I do not want to be in, something I want to stop doing and do something easier, you know, dick around on the internet. Tell myself, get to the next tree, write the next line, the next paragraph, the next rep, breathe, and just one more rep, and just one more. Or as Anne Lamott puts it, bird by bird, right? It works. Freaking works every time. 
funnily, it doesn't work when I don't listen to it and when I don't apply it, when I just spew this bullshit and forget it. But every time I have the guts to listen to this learning of mine, it works across the board, across whatever I want to do or rather, right? What I don't want to do, but I need to do. Couch to 5K. Take it one rep at a time. Take it one tree at a time. Lose 50 kilos. One rep at a time. One kilo at a time. One day at a time. Being the present, the here and now and all the jazz might sometimes speak like nonsensical speak. Well, of course it's not. It's just up to us to understand it better. You need to make it into a version that works for you. And for me, that's one rep at a time. Well, that's the first piece. The second one, what do you do after you climb your Everest? Summoning Everest is a challenge that sits at the back of quite a few of our minds, right? You know that it's going to need a lot of courage, training, willpower, stamina, strength, and whatever else one needs to climb literally the tallest mountain in the world. Train for it. I mean, if you're like me and you have zero experience, you probably need to train for it for multiple years. You know, you practice on smaller hills and then to mountains and then eventually you get here. Now you dedicate the better part of your mind and body and money and energy to this. And, well, whatever your Everest is, right? It's a metaphor. Whatever your Everest is, one day you fucking do it. What an achievement, right? Only you know the hardships. The number of days when you were sore or didn't want to do it, but you showed up anyway. The days when everyone else was sleeping and looked comfortable, but you woke up, pitch dark, but you went and did your thing. The days when it was easy. The days when it was impossible. The days when life was overwhelming and you questioned your sanity about this. But you did it, right? It's fucking awesome. But then what's next? Now, while Everest is a metaphor, I mean, of course, some of you are literally climbing it up. It's amazing. But it could just be a moderate hill. It could just be walking 5K. It could be touching your toes. Whatever seems impossible right now. We already spoke about one rep at a time. So you can get there. But what next? Once you summit it, once you're at the peak, as Coach Dan John reminds us, the next step after a peak is a cliff, meaning it's a fall and it's a freaking long way down. If you continue to persist in climbing more and more, that's what's going to happen. Because your mind, your body, your spirit will fail without adequate replenishment, you no know, celebration, without a breather. But that's what a lot of us think we need to do. That we need to climb Everest and stay on top forever. Well, think about it. For one, the oxygen is low. Two, there's no Wi-Fi. There are no showers and loose and all that. So you cannot live there. So come on back down. And let's have ourselves a party. Chill. And... You know now you have this ability, this drive, this superpower, this whatever it takes to take on a crazy challenge. 
You might have failed 50 times along the way. And all of those are freaking amazing learnings. You know you have that gear in you. But the point is not to keep staying at that gear. You know, chill for a bit. You find something else that grows you. And again, some of us might think, oh, now the next one needs to be bigger. needs to be five meters more than Everest. Now it just needs to be something else that grows you. Maybe it's a slight fork of the road. Or it's completely tangential. Well, as long as it makes sense to you, you go for it. But one thing is clear. Staying on top and doing something else makes very little sense. Now let's make this a little bit more relevant, right? You think getting a six-pack is the end of the road? Nope. Now, some of you might be able to do that and continue, but most of you, and I should say us, because I definitely fall here. Most of us will get there sometimes and not get there most of the times. And even when we get there, we're so sugar-deprived that we're not even going to enjoy the view. And whatever challenge you pick, you cannot stay there once you're done. Let's go do something else. You don't have to climb K2 after climbing Everest. What about a pleasant trek filled with meadows and trees and flowers? What about kayaking in the river? You know, and not just freeze your tingly privates cold weather and tallest mountain in the world and the hardest challenge ever and all that. Right? We don't need to climb Everest just because everybody says Everest is the thing to climb. Nah. We need to do our thing. You go fucking do your thing. Forget headlines. Instead, I think we all need to think a little different. Let me let me go. Let's try a different visualization, right? If you are as old as me and you had computers when you were a kid, you remember Prince of Persia, but whichever one you remember, Mario, Contra, just a video game that scrolls horizontally and is 2D. Now, in this video game we're playing, imagine you're piloting a spaceship. There are sharp pointy things at the top of the screen, sharp pointy things at the bottom of your screen. Whatever helps, I don't know, lava at the bottom and scary monsters at the top. Your job is to stay away from all these and stay close to the middle. Sure, easy. Well, Along the way, shiny objects, jewels and fruits and health kits and challenges and Everest pop up. And that's the game. So you have to wear away, go collect them. The bigger the shiny object, the closer it is to the pointy thing. Most of the time, what if we just choose to get things that are a tad easier? You know, away from the middle, but not too close to the pointy stuff. Or, hint, hint, work on the fundamentals. And of course, when we have enough in the bank, find a challenge. And sometimes you swoop in and you get out of the right instant. You claim that thing which, ooh, buy a whisker and you come back. You climb Everest. But as it happens in most video games, most times though, you get too close, too excited, not enough fundamentals, you crash and burn. Well, thankfully, it's a video game. So you materialize again and you continue. Same deal, right? The harder the challenge, 
the crazier the diet, the further away from where you are, the more imbalance it's going to be. The closer you're going to have to get to those sharp pointy things, the higher the probability of crashing and burning. Instead of wanting only the challenging things every time, how about you mix it up, build up skills and points and whatnot, and occasionally go for the crazy things. And if you crash, well, shit happens. Start again. Have the patience to repeat the fundamentals and then go again. And if you don't crash, well, beware of that too. Because you're going to think, I need now do the next crazy thing. Back to the fundamentals seems to work. And the occasional sprinkle of crazy challenges. And not expecting to stay on Everest after climbing it. But come back down and move on to other things. Well, that's that piece. And I hope it struck a card. And finally, thought about snowflakes and uniqueness. Did you know that snowflakes are unique? Like it's not just a funny thing people say. No two flakes are alike. Now they are shapes that have a common root. There are six spooky things with the center. And that's because of how um, hydrogen and oxygen uh, bond with um, each other. H2O and uh, blah, blah, blahs, right? Sciencey stuff. But while they have a common base, how is it that each actual snowflake is different? Well, cause as it forms, right? As it say drops over, let's just call it five inches as it coalesces into a snowflake well the actual collisions right atoms and electrons in orbits and all that as they collide with other things in the air with dust with well changes in humidity in in there or whatever the temperature all of this is obviously different even if, say, two flakes are a couple of inches apart and falling through. And so, because of these differences in collisions, because of these, how the flake forms becomes unique because their exact path varies. Well, this struck me because you're unique. I am unique. We're all a composite of all our experiences so far. How you react to something today is sometimes hard to explain because to look at this, we have to look at all our collisions, all our experiences all along the way. Right? Across the spectrum of a million things, a million interactions, you've been shaped. While we can all be generalized into a group, right? And you went to school this year, you went to school in this town, you went to college here, or whatever. But there's so many subtleties. So how you respond to lifting weights physically, how you enjoy or don't enjoy the gym or strength training, 
because of whatever collisions happened or did not happen. And every other thing you can think of, right? Because it's not only about the gym, of course. There's a lot of shaping that's already done. Not that you cannot reshape yourself. The point is, there is a reason you're different. You're different from me. You're different from everybody else. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But also recognize that these patterns are things you can maybe repattern and reprogram yourself. You just need another pattern. Anywho, that's that for today. You have a great Sunday. I will see you next week. This is Coach A signing off. Bye-bye.